Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group. Member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. Man, things have been busy around here. Lots of action going on, believe it or not. Even with this stay-at-home deal and, and everything being so shut down, there's still a lot going around at the Lowry House. So last week on Wednesday afternoon, my dad says, Hunter, uh, I need you to come with me. We're leaving at 4.30 in the morning tomorrow. We got to go up to Alturas and get some things. So for those of you who don't know where Alturas is, California is so crazy. So we live, like I've said, I live about 45 minutes north of Sacramento and about an hour south of Lake Tahoe. So, you know, we're pretty far north and people even consider like San Francisco as being pretty far in Northern California. Well, we drove six more hours north and we're still in California. It's crazy, crazy. But anyways, you know, my grandpa, my dad's dad, he had a big ranch in Alturas. They ran a bunch of cattle up there they farmed up there it was really beautiful beautiful country and you know unfortunately my grandpa passed away a few years ago now and the ranch is being sold so we had to go up there and pick up a few things my dad really wanted to get this deer mount it was a a buck that my grandpa shot when he was a not a kid i think he was like 30 years old when he shot this buck in the grand canyon but it's a a massive buck it's a a trophy mount he's really really cool so he wanted to get that off the wall and it was nice to just, you know, see the ranch for one last time and, and get to say goodbye. I mean, it was pretty nostalgic. So many good memories of going up there. Uh, ever since, man, probably from when I was about seven or eight years old for, man, 10 or 12 years, every single year, we'd go up to the ranch and, and go help brand and help work and everything. I, I had to stop going, unfortunately, when I went to college because I, I played basketball and golf for my college. So branding time was usually conflicting with college basketball and things so I didn't I I didn't get to go as much later more recently and and closer to when my grandpa passed away but still I have so many good memories from up there I mean every single year we'd go up for about two weeks and I wouldn't get to go for two weeks I would only be allowed to go for about a week before my mom uh, made me come back and, and actually go back to school but my dad and his buddies they'd sit up there for two weeks and we would brand and just move cows and and help out with whatever there was to do and the branding was so much fun. I mean, we would brand about a couple hundred cabs every other day. We'd do a lot of work, but it was super fun work. I mean, branding, it's so much fun to do and hanging out with everybody and all the cowboys up there. It's an awesome, awesome time. But you know, so we're up there and, and we're taking the deer mount off the wall and, and I'm looking around and, and, and reminiscing a little bit and a couple, couple of pretty funny stories came to mind. We were up there branding one year and most of the time, you know, so for a couple of the days, you'd have to move cows. We'd, we'd have to go find the herd out somewhere and bring them back to the Brandon pen. And we might be pushing cows for eight to 10 hours to bring them back to where they needed to be. And, you know, as a little kid, I would get kind of bored just riding my horse all day. So what I would do a lot of times is I'd stand in the back of the herd and, and I would push up the, the calves that weren't moving very fast and I'd heal their feet, you know, just keep me entertained and, and work on my roping a little bit. Might as well, I figured. And one time, you know, I come and, and I heal this calf that's going really slow and it goes up around the calf's belly. 
I, I had to get off my horse because I couldn't get my rope off while I was on my horse. So I jumped off my horse. I walk up to the calf and I'm holding the rope. I get I get my rope off the calf and I turn around and my horse is at a dead sprint directly in the opposite direction of me, just headed out into the middle of nowhere. Keep in mind, I mean, we are in an area where there are no fences. There's no, I mean, we're just on a, a gigantic piece of land. He could have ran all the way to the freeway and, and taken the freeway all the way to Mexico if he wanted. He was, he was literally just on the loose. He could have gone anywhere. So, you know, I'm probably, I don't remember, 10 or 11 years old. I was pretty young. And this was our good horse, our best horse at the time. And, oh, my gosh, I don't think I've ever been so panicked. I was sprinting after the horse, you know, thinking I would be fast enough to keep up with the horse. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and it was cold, so I was wearing a lot of layers. And I remember, like, I'm crying. I'm taking off jackets. I'm taking off. I was wearing, like, a, like uh, my pants and long johns. And I'm stripping down onto my shorts so I can run faster, taking my boots and spurs off. I'm... Like, really, I thought I was going to run and catch the horse. What a dingus. But <laughs> luckily, one of my dad's buddies that was with me, he came and got me, and we got in the truck, and, and we drove around for a couple hours following his tracks. I, I figured we'd never get him back. But luckily, a couple hours later, he had come all the way back to where my buddy had tied up his horse before we got in the truck. He, My horse came in and found uh, my buddy's horse. It, it was I was so happy, just so happy to see him back again. Oh man, such a sigh of relief. And also on the ranch, my grandpa had this pond. He called it Grandpa's Pond. And I kind of remembered him. He'd always said, yeah, you know, Hunter, I put some bass in there and some crappie and things. I don't know if they're still alive, but no one really ever fishes it. But there, I think there's some fish in there. So one day, you know, we finished branding early and I was like, hey, Grandpa, you mind if I steal a couple fishing poles and, and head down to the pond and try to catch some fish? And he says, yeah, Hunter, go ahead. You know, you probably won't catch anything, but we're not doing anything else. Go, go have fun. So my little brother and I, we take the, the little ranger, you know, and drive down to the pond and we're fishing. And I, I put a, a plastic worm on a Texas rig. So I just had a split shot and a little plastic artificial worm. So I throw it out there and we're fishing for, I bet it wasn't even five minutes and boom, like I caught just a toad. It was it's a probably, I don't know, three or four pound largemouth. I was just shocked. I couldn't believe it. I was so hyped. And then all of a sudden, boom, my brother got a big one. And we must have caught, I don't know, six or seven fish in probably 10 or 15 minutes. We were just hammering them. And we were both so excited. We drove back, got, got in the Polaris. We drove back up to the house and we're like, guys, you got to come try this. Like there are some absolute beasts of fish in this pond. You got you got to come down there. And everyone's like, yeah, right, you're full of it. Like, you're, there's no fish in there. And so my grandpa and my dad and a couple of our other buddies come down with us and everyone was catching fish. It was so much fun. And like I said, so we went up and back in a day and it's a six hour drive both ways. It was a, a long day, but pretty funny also. So we're driving up there and you can imagine, you know, there's not very many big towns between us and Alturas, California. <laughs> and with this whole stay at home thing, I mean, everywhere just looked like a ghost town. But we hadn't eaten breakfast. We left at 4.30 in the morning and I believe we were in a town, it was called Bernie, I think. And my dad says, hey, there's a McDonald's here. I know if it's open, do you guys want to get something? And we're like, yes, please. We're so hungry. Please, can we stop? when my dad's on road trips we do not stop if like if you got to use the bathroom you better hold it until the next gas station <laughs> so we were all happy we were gonna get to stop at a mcdonald's and my dad we were pulling the horse trailer so that we could put the deer head in there and it wouldn't break or anything 
So he didn't get out of the truck so that he could, you know, make sure that it wasn't going to be in the way. And my mom and I go in to order breakfast for everybody. And holy cow, these people working in there were the nicest people in the whole world. I mean, they were just so happy to be working at McDonald's that day. And, you know, I'm sitting there like, man, a lot of people working at McDonald's, you know, they're kind of sad and, and they don't love their job. And it's just you don't usually get that vibe from a McDonald's worker or just from any worker from a fast food place. Right. But these people were just so happy. And we came back into the truck and my mom and I both said, man, I have never been to a McDonald's where the people were that cheery. That It was contagious, really. It put my mom and I in a good mood, too. And so we go to the ranch, we get everything we need, right? We're coming back and driving. And my dad says, well, there's nowhere else to stop. I guess uh, if you're hungry, we need to get McDonald's again. <laughs> so we're like, okay, we'll do McDonald's for lunch. And we walk back in and it's the same workers. They're still there. I mean, who knows how long they'd been working there, but they were just still so cheery. And right when you walked in the door, they're just excited to have some people in there. And, you know, we'd been sitting in the car all day. All that's on the news stations are coronavirus this and the world is ending that. And it's so easy to just get caught into all that talk and be depressed and not feel any hope for the future. But then you have these people working in this tiny little town in McDonald's just making the most of it and, and so happy and content with life. And, you know, one of my favorite podcasts that I listen to was Sam Crowley. He always says there's three different places that you are in life. You're either going into a struggle, you're in the middle of a struggle, or you're leaving a struggle. And when you start to think of it this way, it makes a lot of sense and it puts a light at the end of the tunnel for you. You know, this is going to end and things are going to get back to normal. And we're on that path of leaving a struggle as not only a country, but as a world, really. But until we do get totally past all this and things are back to normal, you know, I challenge you to think about what can you do to stay positive and stay content and still enjoy every single day? Because really, it's all about keeping a positive mindset. There's there's a reason that this opportunity is presenting itself to you right now. And how can you take advantage of it? I mean, I've told you how I've been. Working from home, it's allowing me more time to study, more time to create podcast episodes for you guys, more time to lift in the mornings, more time in the evenings to practice my roping. I mean, realistically, without having to do my driving, I'm, I'm having an extra two to three hours at home that I didn't have before that I can take advantage of. And for my clients, it's presenting us with great buying opportunities right now that we're taking advantage of while everyone else is stuck panicked and sitting on the sidelines. Remember, panic is not a game plan, not for investing and not for life. So you got to take advantage of this time in whatever way you can. Hey, and I would love to help you do that and help you take advantage of what this market's presenting us right now. Because so many people, like I keep saying, they're in panic mode and they're just scared to take action. But if you can find the courage to go against the crowd and just see the long-term benefits of investing in a down market, man, you're going to be so happy with yourself in the future. And everyone else, they're going to be feeling major FOMO. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, it's the fear of missing out. So when you're ready to take action and take advantage of the opportunities that are being presented to us right now, go over to my website at hunterlowry.com. There's a big green button right there. You can schedule a call with me. I'll give you a call and we can talk about your current situation and, and just see how we can help you. All right, guys, stay positive, stay active, stay healthy. And thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.